This is the day the Lord has made. Welcome again to 5-Minute Devotions. My name is Jeff Kester. Today we're going to be continuing our walk through 1 Corinthians, and today I'll be reading all of chapter 8 out of the New Living Translation. Now regarding your question about food that has been offered to idols, yes, we know that we all have knowledge about this issue. But while knowledge makes us feel important, it is love that strengthens the church. Anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much. But the person who loves God is the one whom God recognizes. So what about eating meat that has been offered to idols? Well, we know that an idol is not really a god and that there is only one god. There may be so-called gods both in heaven and on earth, and some people actually worship many gods and many lords. But for us, there is one God the Father, by whom all things were created, and for whom we live. And there is one Lord Jesus Christ through whom all things were created, and through whom we live. However, not all believers know this. Some are accustomed to thinking of idols as being real. So when they eat food that has been offered to idols, they think of it as the worship of real gods, and their weak consciences are violated. It's true that we can't win God's approval by what we eat. We don't lose anything if we don't eat it. We don't gain anything if we do. But you must be careful so that your freedom does not cause others with a weaker conscience to stumble. For if others see you with your superior knowledge, eating in the temple of an idol, won't they be encouraged to violate their conscience by eating food that has been offered to an idol? So because of your superior knowledge, a weak believer for whom Christ died will be destroyed. And when you sin against other believers by encouraging them to do something they believe is wrong, you're sinning against Christ. So if what I eat causes another believer to sin, I will never eat meat again as long as I live, for I don't want to cause another believer to stumble. All right, well, there's a lot there to digest about clean and unclean food and and that, which we're not going to get into too much right now. But what I really want to focus on is verse 6, and it says this, But for us there's one God the Father, by whom all things were created, and for whom we live, And there's one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created, and through whom we live. My question to you today is, who do you live for? Do you live your life for God? That's a loaded question when you ask some junior high and even senior high students, especially when it comes to, let's say, an example of sports. You know, when I was growing up 20, 25 years ago, you didn't have practices on Wednesday nights because that was, you know, church night. Maybe your local community had confirmation class or CDC, Awana, some kind of children's ministry program on Wednesday night. And for the most part, 25 years ago, sports teams, park districts, whatever, stayed away from Wednesday night. That's not the case anymore. They've really kind of monopolized that. The same thing goes with Sunday morning. 25 years ago, even before then, nobody thought to have practices or games on Sunday morning. And, you know, just the other day as I'm driving to church, I pass by a park and there's at least seven games going on with young kids, with families who are playing soccer. I'm not saying that and judging their lives and who they're putting first. But I have to ask, you know, they're really put in tough positions. 
I talk to a lot of parents out there who really struggle with this. They want their kids to participate in these sports, but they can see it taking away from family time, from time with God, from time in their church communities, and it's really tearing at them and eating away at them. You know, we're put in tough positions. And I'm just going to ask you, who do you live for? Now, what I encourage you is if you do if you do take part in these things, say, you know what? Maybe you're not going to take part on Wednesday night or Sunday morning. Maybe that's it. Or maybe you find a way to go to church on Saturday night, which is a fantastic option too. Or maybe take the time to witness to other people and use that time to say, you know what? I'd normally be in church, so what I'm going to do is talk to the people who I have their undivided attention with for the next 45 minutes and I'm sitting next to you for the next 45 minutes and tell them about Jesus and why I love God. Tell them that you did go to church last night and what you learned. You know, God gives us opportunities like that. To whom are you living for? Maybe school has become what you live for. If you're in in school right now, you're just looking to get those grades and, and you put all those things before church, before uh, getting into God's Word, whatever that looks like. Maybe school is what you're living for. Maybe it's the approval of others. For those of you who are older, maybe it's a job. Maybe you're constantly putting your job ahead of your family, ahead of God, ahead of what you know is the right thing to do. God doesn't want that for your life. He wants you to put Him first. And I'm here to tell you, no matter what you do in life, whether you're a young student, whether you're an adult listening to this podcast, if you put God first in your life, everything else will fall into place. I'm not saying life will be perfect, but if you put God first, it's amazing how everything else tends to fall in line. If you're married, your marriage, your family, if you're younger, your schoolwork, your sports, whatever it manages to be, put God first. If you live for God, man, he is going to bless you a hundred times more than you could ever imagine just by putting him first. So that's what I encourage you today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for those listening to this episode. I pray that they would put you first. No matter what they're struggling with in their lives, that whether it's school, whether it's sports, whether it's home life, whether it's work, whatever it may be, God, that they would put you first and then just watch you go to work. Because, God, we can't do it by ourselves. We need you and we want to put you first in our lives. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. You are a loved child of God. And remember, how are you going to echo Christ today? We'll see you tomorrow.